0: Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is your host, author, coach, and healer, Andy Grant. You can visit theandygrant.com to learn more about me. Real Men Feel exists to remind men that they are human and have the right to experience and express all of their emotions. We have the conversations that most men are not having but that all men can benefit from. You know, I hear from many men that the last few years they feel like masculinity is under attack in some way. They're not sure how to act, they don't know what's expected of them anymore, and sometimes, Men feel like being a man is somehow wrong. Let's see what we can do about that today. My guest is Jay Malik. He's an an American spiritual teacher, author, and speaker who emphasizes the importance of spiritual alignment for our careers, relationships, and finances. His mission is to empower men and women to develop healthy and prosperous relationships. Malik has a knack for addressing the heart of relationship dynamics with his insights and intuition. His personal journey of spiritual development inspired him to share his insights as a mystic, and he teaches others the science and math of spirituality that is often lost in modern religion. Welcome to Real and Feel, Malik.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm ready to get, get down to the meat and potatoes.
0: So. Awesome. So I, I always want to ask, have you always been interested in spirituality and mystical subjects?
1: Yes, yeah, it's always like, intrigues me. Um, and I think more than anything, it's seeing real world problems and then looking at the root of those problems and, and saying like, hmm, that's not a surface level solution you can find for that. There's a deep spiritual root to this. That's always kind of, I've seen problems and I say, hmm, the answer to that is spiritual. It's not material. We have to get to that spiritual root to even address the surface level things. So.
0: And, and is that true for every problem?
1: Virtually. I mean, I haven't, I haven't come across any like human problem that doesn't get at some point to the root of spirituality even if it's just from a um, sense of morality or um, motivation inspiration like where does that come from and there's something always balancing between like what is our spirit moving us to do so it's what what i've seen at least in my experience with people is just like there's something in that spiritual place that may be blocking or hindering that that forward progression
0: so tell me a bit about your upbringing were you raised in a very spiritually aware environment
1: yeah, my family is, like, super uh, spiritual. I have different religions in my family. Um, grew up, like, reading a lot of different material. As I got older, um, I started exploring and venturing off into different um, religions. And I probably stayed over 100 different religions by the time I was 22 and just really just diving into trying to find what is the common root, what's the common ground that we can all find and hold and why do we continue creating these ideas about the spiritual and the infinite like there's something to this that hasn't stopped since human has uh, humanity has started and it's still happening now we're trying to find this deeper meaning and it's always compelled me so I've had support in that because my family is so spiritual but also just like able to walk my own walk and really kind of find quote-unquote answers for myself and then seeing that in the real world and trying to share those same things with
0: others. Do you think it is possible for a man to really connect and own his masculinity without also connecting and owning his spirituality? Uh,
1: I think it's very, very difficult. And and it's interesting because I know atheists, right? And um, they don't consider... You know themselves as connected to something deeper or um, in a spiritual aspect but i would in those conversations I mean, they describe it it's very much a esoteric principle of like their intrinsic motivations it's not just a logical based thing where it's there's something internal within all of us and whether we call it spirituality whether we call it inspiration whether we call it uh your inner being whatever it is there's something to um a man and his masculinity driving him? What something is driving you beyond just your material uh, needs? Because if that was the case, all men would just stop there. We would just stop it. We, we have enough to eat, we have enough shelter, but there's something about us that has a creative spirit that says, it's time to innovate, time to create, it's time to build. And I think it's hard to do it at a high level without being connected to that intrinsic value of yourself.
0: Right, I get that. So yeah, if, if we were, just this bag of flesh and there was no other force besides us, then yeah, we, there. eventually there would be enough. We wouldn't, people wouldn't be always searching for more or why or try to understand things. Hmm. And from my own experience. So when I was younger, I was, I was not raised in a house with any sort of religion. So I thought that made me an atheist. And Mm. I, (laughs) and I often thought that, and, but so I've come to realize that, yeah, regardless of your belief, it doesn't change the fact that you're a spiritual being.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's that's interesting you said that. like
0: There's so much about
1: theism that there's so many ideologies across the board as far as monotheism, polytheism, pantheism, panentheism. It, there, it's all still trying to find this common thing that we can connect to. It says there's something that has a higher energy or a higher intelligence or a higher influence than the individual human. And I think for the most part, everyone agrees with that right even if someone who's like atheist have like ace to science like well there's some scientific force that's happening beyond your control and so we all can recognize this energy that's beyond us and i like working with the simple things as far as we could all agree on that then we all kind of believe the same thing now what you tell yourself about that or what stories you have about that to explain it that's everyone's prerogative, right? That's just part of the the human story to create stories to understand things. But if we all understand the feeling of being driven by something beyond us, that's that's what's most important.
0: Cool. Yeah, I keep finding that, uh, especially quantum physics, science in general is catching up with spirituality, keeps proving yeah. more and more. And, you know, uh, the, the best scientists realizes that they don't know everything. And so yeah. science keeps expanding and learning more. And yeah, I just feel it catching up as opposed to us. Uh, so people that say, oh, it needs to be proven by science. I'm like, well, great. You, you can wait a few hundred years to have all you want to believe proven, or you can just accept it. Or, you know, I tell people like, well, you know, what if uh, the spiritual aspect was true? Would, would that change how you live day to day? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's I, I do like that thing of like science catching up to spirituality. I think a, a spirituality, a science that has yet to be explained.
0: Mm. Right.
1: All the spiritual energies we talk about metaphysics and how life is formed and the it's interesting how the scientific world is it's a mirror you know it's like the esoteric and the exoteric coming into form at the same time and we have this new enlightenment and all of a sudden you also have new things in engineering technology anytime in history you look at you look back when there was a a great spurt of spirituality or new consciousness to the to the people there's always new advances scientifically or technology based and we're in that same space now we're introducing quantum computing and ai intelligence and uh, machine learning all these things are coming into form and they're here to help facilitate the new spiritual energy is going to be understood maybe in 100 200 500 years but to your point, it's already here. It's already true. This, we have to have the science to understand it, which may take us, you know, we're a lagging indicator behind what is actually true spiritually, which is why we have to have faith, because we're given things that you we can't yet understand. So it's just like, hey, you can accept this or reject this, but it's more easy if you just take it in now and let the science play out, because it will, but just a matter of time, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. I've never thought of that that term, lagging indicator. Super, yeah, humanity is a lagging indicator to the kind of the big picture, it seems. Yeah. But uh, hopefully that even that as, you know, as the rate of change and technology keeps speeding up fast and faster, hopefully our awakening and our awareness, our consciousness is doing the same.
1: That's that's the gap, right?
0: Yeah. Wh- what are some specific things that, that you see keeping men from a- embracing their masculinity and kind of who they truly are?
1: that's a tough one i mean that's a big one um on a collective level i would say we have this lagging energy behind of the last 50 years last 100 years um like stepping into adulthood as a man you don't necessarily consciously know that you're absorbing so much energy that has nothing to do with you you're absorbing. Um, culture that's been formed as you were getting older you just you get thrusted into it for the last 100 years we've had um a real dynamic change between masculine and feminine men and women um gender roles gender identity all these things are kind of becoming less stable more fluid and there's questions around things there's um people wanting to destroy some aspects of some things. There's a lot of confusion. We're like in a great gray area right now. And so if you're a young man who's being born into the society and versus maybe a hundred years ago where what was expected of you as a man was very, very much told to you. It's like, this is what we expect of you. We're going to prepare you for this. So when you get of age, you understand what you have to do and move forward. Now, because of... The cultural shifts, the cultural dynamics that have happened that almost say, like, hey, we don't really need men or we don't want men to be in these situations. We want women to have more power. And, you know, we could say that's that's all fine and dandy. The issue is when it comes to, you know, partnering up or or choosing a mate, there are still things that are primal, like, wired in women to want certain aspects of masculinity. And there are certain aspects of men who look for certain aspects of femininity. And if you don't prepare men, you put them in situations situation where they're ill-prepared in mating and that is causing so much friction uh, to the gender identity and the gender roles. And so you still have some of the base things like sex, food, like our primal needs are still there. So I'm, I'm unprepared, but I still have these same primal needs and I have a culture that is becoming more sexually um, liberated or inexclusive, then you thrust men into a sexual marketplace where sex is a coping mechanism, um, and that just goes down another rabbit hole, of like, okay, well, this is, you know, the base of um, manhood is is fatherhood, you know, essentially. Like, fatherhood is essentially being a husband and a father, the two most important jobs a man has. And then if we're not prepared for those things, then it's not that it's not only that you're not prepared for fatherhood or or to be a husband, it's that the lack of preparation leads you to other things that you wouldn't normally be doing if you were preparing for husbandry and fatherhood. So it leads to addictions and and dark vices and and just a dark road. And by the time someone can maybe try to figure out their path or their way, There are so many men who are being displaced, not just financially, but mentally, emotionally, because then life gets harder. You know, life doesn't get easier the more burdens we get. And so manhood is a burden that is, you know, meant to be a a journey that you're climbing and you're getting better and getting better, but the burden doesn't stop if you're not getting better. So there are a lot of men who are facing more burden and they haven't gotten better and they haven't been trained how to get better. So it's like, and then, but they're hearing from people from women and and other men as well like hey you got to get better and like no one ever taught me how to get better yeah. how do i know how if no one ever told me and I, all i have heard growing up is we don't need men to do this we don't need men to do this and now everybody wants to do everything i don't understand i'm confused i'm lost yeah it doesn't yeah, make sense so a lot of men are, are struggling with that like what do you want from me kind of thing
0: right yeah and and this culture we don't have any sort of initiation so we have all sorts of uh, children in adult bodies yeah. And that's really to the detriment of all of us. But, you know, t- talking about how, it, you know, p- prior generations, it was very clear. Men were told what what was expected. And it was this really narrow container. Often I've called of it called, you know, the man box. And <laughs> as we grow up and want to, even and men too, want to push those walls down and be more. And I don't want to just be stoic. I don't want to keep everything inside of me. I don't want to just be, I'm the breadwinner and that's all. Uh, so many traditional male jobs are being on the front line for for traumas and for troubles. And it's almost as if men were considered more disposable than women. Yeah. So I think that falling away is great. but And what it means is that that man box, what it means to be man, keeps growing and growing, getting wider. And to me, it doesn't mean that the old roles aren't wrong anymore, that you're just more than that. Yeah. But I think some of the the confusion, the distortion is, oh, it's not it's not right to be a strong, silent man. It's not right to be um, the, the chief breadwinner. Like, no, it's fine, but you're more than that.
1: Yeah. It's expansion, like I can say, yeah. It's, yeah. and it's also to a point, and I talk about this a lot, is just that we are in a different time period as well. Like the things that men had to do were for that time period. The same way there are gonna be things that we have to do, even like right now as like a more tech-based society. There are still, so much infrastructure that's going to be built in the next 100 years that the men of tomorrow will not have to worry about but it's because we built it, technology but we're in the space to build that because there's so much infrastructure already built in other areas that we don't have to build. whether it's farmland whether it's um logistic systems all these things are set up every generation of men set up some kind of foundation for the next and you know there some of those old traditional roles are tied to things of the previous you know foundation and some of those things translate over but a lot of things that men had to do 200 years ago we don't have to worry about now so you have to find new ways to use your masculine energy and to create and to innovate and to build and to your point like it's just expansion but it's still expanding beyond the definition but understanding the dynamic between the energies, I think is what we're losing. And because there are women who are seven-figure earners, six-figure earners, and guess what? Those women typically still want the same dynamic because it feels right. They, they're they not typically looking for to be the domineering force. It's just that's a... Culturally, is kind of pushed, and some of them accept it because they feel like that, but it's... Hey, there are a lot of men being displaced and seeing that, hey, you're not good for anything else. We're going to throw you in front of this, you know, um, whatever physical labor. And if you die alone, you die alone, that's fine. And there are men who are brilliant thinkers, brilliant artists, brilliant um, creators. They're not fulfilling their potential or their dreams, even because one box doesn't work for them because they weren't trained for it. And the other box, doesn't feel tangible enough, so you have to go do this thing that everyone. It's like they're they're kind of like this is the thing that can kind of contain my manhood, but there's so much more to men. I think this is what caused depression amongst men, um, suicide rates among men. All these things are are pressing issues that don't really get you know the proper um, recognition that it needs to because society is, is changing. It's like, well, boo-hoo, you're a man, you got all this privilege, all this power. It's like, what privilege is it to, to be discarded like, like nothing? And then, you know, like it, it's a very weird thing that's happening. Um, I think we're slowly shifting away from it. I think as things um, just become more obvious um, and this notion of women are kind of seeing like, hmm, wait a minute, something isn't working. because We're in that period of transition to where we're not the old generation that begun feminism. And I always tell women today, even if like your 50s, like when feminism started, you were probably not born. It's so like no one here had like no one alive today, most like most of us who are alive today had nothing to do with the start or the evolution of feminism. We were all born into either third, fourth wave, Feminism and then just adopting the, the narratives as they go. And so, the problem with adopting narratives, you know, from a psychological standpoint, is you don't get a chance to challenge them or to test them. And everything has to be stress tested. And I pulled the research. If you look at the data between the last 50 years or 60 years to now, everything that you would expect for a liberated woman society to be better at were worse in. Single motherhood is up. Um, Multi, multi-partner fertility is up. Um, the mother, the amount of women who are contributing 50% or more of the income to the household is up. So it's like all this liberation and the family unit is actually degrading. Divorce rates are up. So what what is getting better from this? It's not, it's not the fact that women having rights or women having this is wrong. That's not, that has nothing to do with it. The, the thing is the energy input and how we are constructing the narrative of that boy is a boy until he becomes a man, then he's bad. The minute he becomes an adult, then he's bad. And it's like, it starts, it's a gradual process. At five, you're cute. At 10, it's like, okay. At 15, you're a threat. And as you get older and older and older, you're you're less likely to be supported or nurtured in any kind of way. And so what happens when you have a generation of men who have been unsupported, under-nurtured, and under-trained? And then they get blamed for a culture they didn't create. So it's like a very, very... It's difficult for, for a man who's... And if that man doesn't have a father or male role models in his life, how does he find help? And this is... Great, we have platforms like this that that can. Hey, this is we're we're human. Like men are human. We do have emotions. We do have aspirations, visions. We have things we want to do and accomplish and see. But and it's important. The same way it's important for for women to be empowered and women to know they can expand. It's important for men to have that too. And it doesn't. You know, you can't blame the men of today for the men of a thousand years ago. And if there's so much trauma to that, that Hasn't been healed properly. That it's like, oh, you have all this privilege. You're a man. It's like being a man is hard. I don't know what who told you it wasn't, but being a man is pretty difficult. You yeah, know, I, being, being is difficult, but being being a man is, is it. still has its own set of challenges. The same way being a woman has its own set of challenges.
0: Yeah, I, I see lots of women who are successful, especially in in business or finance. They they often they tr- they take on a lot of masculine energy and often it's a lot of distorted energy. So they well, you know, they'll often be called a bitch in the job because they're trying to be the aggressive leadership of, of, of a man, and you know, they're that story figure. So they're quiet. They're not asking for help. They're trying to, you know, they're acting like they got everything figured out, like is the greatest mask that men have worn for generations, like, no problem here. Leave me alone, right? And so, but there's still, the, that feminine side is still exists. So in a relationship, they really still do want to be supported, being taken care of, and and men want that too. But it's always been so much shame for you to say, like, I'm struggling, you know, I often say that the bravest thing you can do sometimes is to ask for help. Vulnerability. And now, yeah. hopefully that's more open and, you know, men can actually be rewarded for ha- asking for support and support each other and get support from women. But, yeah, it it's all very nuanced. And I it, it said every everything is goes by pendulum swings.
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: we've had like, you know, masking being called toxic and, and now we're swinging the other way. And hopefully there's a settling point where everyone can just just be. And yeah. the, the labels and definitions just all fall. Let everything be nice and nebulous. Just are like, are you a happy, content human being? Great. Like let's let that be the goal. Um, that, that's my goal for all of our goals for our our lagging indicators <laughs> to lead to happiness. <laughs>
1: it's it's so much resistance, you know. Um, talk about like the strong woman. I, I call it pink masculinity, you know, because women do mimic masculinity in certain spaces you talk to that woman behind closed doors that's not how that woman i've talked to countless business women i've I've coached them i've mentored them and some of them feel like they have to have some things in a in a forward-facing way that's masculine i think even that's starting to change where it's like hey women can be women in certain spaces and create a feminine aspect to that but no one wants to hold that masculine frame um, and it's Certain spaces were created with certain energies, and if we realize that, hey, we can all create our own space within earth, like within ourselves. If we understand that process, which goes back to why I go back to the spiritual thing, right? It's like it's not a, not even a man woman issue. It's just like everyone has got to heal and be aware of like the conditioning because there's a um, levels of healing because there's personal healing, but if my personal healing conflicts with the collective healing and I don't know how to differentiate between the con- conditioning of the collective. In my own condition excuse me there's going to be some conflict because i think i'm healed but i'm also aligning myself to this collective trauma this collective narrative and that's what i've, I've talked about all the time and more recently about tribalism and the identity and group identity becoming so um pervasive in today's like society and it, it's I think it's a dying ideology to have group identity because it, it really is a, uh, for lack of a better word, like, uh, to be a slave to who you think you are. And it's like to be a slave by group definition. Like we're both men, but we're both our own individuals. And we can speak to common things for men, but it's also part of that is you you get that, not right, but you, you, you get the, integrity of that when you're speaking from your personhood and you know who you are outside this collective. So outside of collective of men or race or generation or uh, country or city or whatever it is, religion, who you are, you wipe away all those things, that's what matters the most. And as long as there is this collective, it's easy to, to, people say divide and conquer. That's not what's really happening. What's happening is unify and conquer. If I can unify groups and make them fight against each other, that's not divide and conquer. I'm actually putting you together and conquering you because I can control each group with the message. So I can put men against women, this against that, and this against this. So it's the separation is actually finding yourself within these constructs of of who we think we are, whether it's racial, whether it's gender, whether it's sexuality. It's like that doesn't make you who you are. Who you are is who you are without any of those things. Right. And the ex, Those things are just extra, they're extra. And that's part of the, you know, that's the healing process, you know, from, from a top down level. It's like, you are not who society says you are. You are not a woman, you are not a man. Like you are your own being and you are part of this group, sure. And there are things that you may identify with that another group may not identify with, but that just makes you u- unique in your own right. It doesn't make the other group wrong. And I think when we can get to that point where we, it, really embrace the individual life, your your uniqueness, and who you are as, a, as an individual, a lot of these things will just kind of flow because everyone will go into the path that works for them. Because there's there may be some women who want a more feminine partner. There may be some men who want a more masculine partner. That may work perfectly for them. They have no conflict whatsoever. But for most people, that may not work. But it's like, you can't find what works for you if you're not really identifying who you are and your inner being and your path. so that's why i'm passionate about the spiritual aspect of it because it's like hey if we get the spiritual stuff right so much of this stuff just cleans itself up it's like oh it's not a real issue anymore that's not even actually a problem it's like i was just thinking about that wrong because this collective thing is so overpowering it's so overbearing because that's how we learn about the world we're literally conditioned because the happier word or less um Native connotation word is is learning for conditioning. So, conditioning is the same thing as learning. So, we learn about the world and we assume that what we learn is not the same thing as conditioning. We assume conditioning is bad and learning is good. But some things you learn are actually bad. Something you condition with is actually good. So, you have to decipher these things. And what if I learn about the world? Oh, I learned about history. I learned about slavery. I learned about feminism. I learned about all these different aspects that give me an idea about who I am in the world, but those things were the past. You learn about the past to understand somewhat about how the world is operating today, but it's not the same because you're not in the past. You're in the now. And there's so much freedom in understanding and separating yourself from the trauma of the past and understanding how that creeps up with you because we're all all learning the same stuff and it's traumatic. There's going to be some trauma still brewing because we're learning it. Nothing wrong with learning about things, but you have to learn how to separate yourself from the learning. That's how you operate in your own alignment. You can be conditioned with anything. All of us are conditioned, you know, based on where we live, where we're from, the culture we we have, the parents we have, the parents they had. We're nothing really more than a long line of conditioning. And to free the self is really to say, hey, you know what? I am more than what I've learned. I'm more than what the ego identifies as. I can be more than this. And to be more, it's like to really be less. It's like to not try to be anything, to not try to fit into your own little box. And the minute you stop trying to fit into your own little box, you become yourself, and you're like, wait a minute, this is who I am. All right, and there's, there's no there wanna,
0: yeah. There's a yeah. lot in here. I Want to try to unpack a little bit more? So, but yeah, <laughs> I agree. The, the 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 problem with so many different groups and identities and labels, it just makes more us and them. And we need to be we. And like, I'm sure you agree. Like, one of the great spiritual foundations in everything is that. We're all one. Yeah. We're, we're truly one energy. And you know, I believe, you know, we're we're all God in physical form, having individuated experiences of this mass collective energy. Yeah. And you know, you also mentioned the ego. And I recently heard a great definition for the ego that I, I hopefully I can remember clearly. But uh, I think it was Marian Williamson I heard in her lecture say that the ego is our self-hatred masquerading as our best friend.
1: Hmm. Mm, that's deep.
0: Yeah, I like I have never heard a phrase that way. That that really that made that really made me pause, like it just did for you. Mm. Um, besides us all being one, what what are some just spiritual truths that that you've experienced and found to be true that you wish more people knew? Mm. So a core
1: principle that is just crystallized, it's always, it's it's present. And it can be taken the wrong way because how we learn about certain words, but the purpose of life is success. And success is the fulfillment of an aim or purpose. So the same way that an apple seed, if I plant it, the purpose of the apple seed is to what? Become an apple tree and grow apples. So it, it will be successful in being an apple seed if it bears fruit and becomes an apple. That same analogy, applies to an acorn. An acorn is not an apple seed, but they both can be successful in what they're here to do and deliver. The same way an apple seed or an acorn or a cactus, they all have their own DNA. Us being this, the oneness and separation, and and I'll go into that, but we're this separate oneness with our own unique spiritual DNA. We're our own little fingerprint on here on earth. We have our own little footprint that we leave behind. And everyone has a purpose or an aim within their spiritual DNA that says, hey, if you water this enough, you will bear fruit what you're here to become. And we're not always aware of what that actually is in the long term, but it's a feeling process. We feel ourselves into it. We align ourselves into that. And no matter where we are in life, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you're sideways, whether you're upside down, inside out, there's always a path leading you to that ultimate success for you, the ultimate purpose and fulfillment and things that make you feel alive, that remind you that you're alive, that remind you you you're here having a human experience that's unique to to, like no other. And uh, aspiring to be that or walking that path, is just takes one, the awareness of saying, hey, there's something more for me, there's something here for me to bear fruit because I'm here for a reason in this time period, in this universe for a reason. And as we walk into alignment and we get into, you know, whether it's meditation, prayer, journaling, whatever technology you use, that that's the purpose of life. So then the next course of action is understand that there are conditions, right? If I want to grow a cactus, I have to water it and treat it differently than I do if I'm gonna grow an apple tree. So your own personal inner seeds, your own spiritual DNA has to be cultivated by the right people, the right environments, the right energies. So Part of your life part of your responsibility to your life is understanding are you being watered properly are you in the right environment are you in the right soil and if you're not there's a there's an opportunity and and you have that right to say hey i don't belong in this environment i belong in somewhere else where it feels aligned Mm. and the more you practice this and you start saying no to things that aren't fulfilling to you you just naturally find your way and the irony of that is there are so many spiritual doctrines religions and and texts that all kind of point to this ultimate truth they just they they give you the rules that can maybe help you avoid some situations and they're all trying to say hey if you just avoid this you'll probably have something better for you if you avoid doing this or avoid doing that and but that's it it's just everything is about you watering your seed and you being able to watch your flowers bloom watch the fruit that you bear and then I mean, in some analogy, right, that becomes your children and, and your family and you start to see your children and you want your children to bear fruit and you want to watch that blossom and that becomes an, a different experience of watching life that's come through you live and create life. That is a surreal experience to say, wow, wait a minute, I'm watching life unfold from me and you are now becoming a part of this creator consciousness. You're... A, almost taking on that you know microcosm of god watching his creation on earth and you're watching it blossom and you're watching what comes from you and we're all a part of this long chain and the same way we talked about the conditioning field can be you know so deep so can the alignment so can the love so can the purpose and we're just we're just picking and maybe we don't get to pick one or the other maybe we always do a little bit of both right but It's like we can do a little bit more alignment, a little bit more peace, a little bit more love, and a little bit less trauma, less fears, less doubts, less criticism, you know, less hatred. We get to a place where people can live the life they're here to live without restriction, and everything will flow into proper space. Now, that can get very utopian very quickly, but it's just, it's a difficult path as well, you know, because some things you want to do require discipline or require study or require long hours of practice require sacrifice and so part of you that you want to become is going to require a shift or something different than you're currently doing now because it's challenging you to say hey you're you're better than this you can become an evolved version of yourself and that's going to create a ripple effect for generations and as men it's saying there's something in you that can be iconic there's something in you that you may not even be the iconic figure but maybe it's your grandson who sees what you did and say, wow, granddad did this. I'm going to take it to a different level. This is, inspires me. And there's nothing better for men than having men that inspires them. That is the gift of life. To be able to look at another man and say, wow, this man inspires me to become more or to want more, or to dream bigger or to love myself more. And then we can all be together. That's what brotherhood is about, right? Like if we can have brothers to lean on and say that this is my brother and he inspires me to be better. That's that's what we need, and so there's this you know long cycle. And if if we're better for each other, then we're better for women. If we're better for women, then women become better for men, and we just become this infinite loop of becoming better. And that's what human humanity is about: is this innovation? We're we're creative beings that are trying to get to this point of nirvana. And maybe we never reach it. Maybe we never ever get there. But the journey to it, the 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 quest. Of greatness and excellence and and peace and love and happiness and all these things that are serene, that's what life is about, and it all starts with just understanding. Hey, you have a purpose. You have a seed within you, and just water it one day at a time, and you'll get there eventually. You know.
0: I love how you're stressing like judge everything by the fruits, not the conditioning, and be willing to look at your environment and conditions and watering, and and make better choices. Move yourself, because yeah, you know, if if you're uh, to to follow your metaphors, if you're a cactus. That somehow got planted in an apple orchard, no matter how many other trees are saying, grow some f- apples, give us some apples, get some apples going, kid. Um, it's not going to happen. And you'll, t- you're trying to live by the conditioning would make a, for a miserable experience.
1: You're going to judge yourself like, I'm not making enough apples. And you're like, yeah. and you're a cactus. You 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 get the best cactus out here, but you're around apples. And and maybe you're meant to be a cactus among apples. You know, some some of that is maybe being, being bold enough to be yourself, even when the world around you is different. You know, so,
0: so I want to get get back to to focusing on masculinity as well. So, what are some ways that one could begin to embrace their authentic masculinity?
1: Hmm. So, for me, I'll say that everything kind of starts. Doesn't really start. It's we're all three or we can say three different beings, like the spiritual being, the mental being, the physical being. And they they all align in some ways. Um, One practical thing I I tell a lot of men is like, you got to get up early. You got to rise early. And there's science behind it. Um, You know, the female hormone cycle follows the moon. It's it's 28 days. They have, you know, their cycle. The male hormone cycle follows the sun. And it kind of goes with the masculine energy. masculine energy is the delusion in a sense, it's the enlightenment, it's what has come into form, it's what's been revealed. So we follow the sun, it makes sense. Every 24 hours, our homocycles, you know, resets. It peaks in the morning. So for most men, if you wake up, I I don't have the exact numbers on me, it's in my book, uh, The Divine Masculine Handbook, and it talks about, there's times where you can ride that peak of testosterone up and I can't really explain what it is. And maybe someone can who's more scientific who knows about, you know, hormones or very, very, you know, astute in this. But there's an energy to that of waking up before your peak and experiencing the peak. And you can carry a little bit of that with you versus waking up and you're on a down, downhill, like, slide. It's also something about the male ego in worthiness and it's it's, i don't know if we can re-engineer it right and i'm a person who i don't want to change how things are i want to just figure out how they work and then just use the best of my ability right we can try to re-engineer men but there's something to men about worthiness where it's like i want to deserve what i have i want to i want to earn my keep that's just something men have you can you can find the richest man the poorest man they will both agree i want to earn my keep I'll ask when I have to, but I really want to earn my keep. And so discipline becomes it's a weird thing. Discipline becomes a self-rewarding system when you really tap into it at a different frequency, where there's not discipline for, you know, it's not discipline as a um consequence. It's a proactive discipline that says, I'm doing this to award myself. Oh, uh, and and to increase my own self-esteem my own self-image because i'm doing something that requires sacrifice so i'm doing something that requires um going a little bit above and beyond and that's what masculinity is about it's like extending that masculine energy a little bit further outwards like hey you don't have to be doing this podcast right now why are you doing this you could just talk about this with a couple of friends and but you're doing something that's extending out further just just enough just like whatever you get from this podcast whatever you wherever your brand grows into it's like you know like i work for this and there is a feeling that we can't really describe why do you feel that way but you know you deserved it because you know how much you put into it you know how much work you know how much time you know how much goes into it and so there's something for men when it comes to your masculinity it's like hey what do you think it would take for you to deserve it and maybe you're going to be wrong about that what it is but what do you think it would take for you to feel like you deserve what you actually want get clear on what you want and then what would you take to deserve it not just what what you want and i want to go get it the fastest way but if you could earn it, what is that? What would that feel like? What would it take? And there's some pride in that. In that. In that process.
0: Yeah, I love, uh, the notion of discipline really hitting me now. That sometimes, kind of in our in our worst aspects, discipline seems like a constraint. Mm-hmm. And it's we're being punished. But when it's self chosen discipline, it does feed that expansion you're talking about. So I think that's how how most things are. That again, based on our mindset and framework. You know it, it can feel restricting and again put us, putting us back in that old man box or is it really a tool that we can use to expand even further and I think that's true and you know you mentioned worthiness a lot yeah, hit a lot of it's a it's a fear a lot of men have that that they're they're just so afraid to speak out loud. but did, what sort of other fears do you see commonly in men besides you know questioning their worth of of questioning their own value?
1: uh I think the process um can be daunting and i've experienced i'm sure you've experienced If just when you're in, when you're in a place where you're maybe having the first awareness of what you really want and maybe you're for the first time you're aware of the environment you're in it's not the environment you're meant to be in or the people you're connected to you're not meant to be connected to and it's like it's a it's a troublesome feeling it's wow i've done this all wrong and how can i fix this It's a, it's such a dark place you can you can put yourself in, but it's also it can be a great experience to say, wow, I'm I'm aware enough to know that this isn't for me. That's a great place to be in. And then it's just about forging that path forward and say, what do I want moving forward? So that fear of being caught in your process, right? Um, that's just part of the 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 male insecurity because we're we're based on externalizing things. So we don't want to be caught in the middle. Of cooking the meal, like up, oh, don't look yet; it's not done, right? Like I'm not, I'm not finished yet. But the beauty of manhood is that you're never finished, right? Like we're always going to be creating, we're always going to be growing and expanding. It's like never be ashamed of where you're growing into. Never be ashamed of what you're stepping into next, and never be ashamed to let someone see you working, see, see like, you progressing.
0: Yeah, if you're caught, if you're caught mixing up your recipe, is it's like a fear of judgment. Like, no, I'm not done. Don't judge me yet. I'm I'm still in process.
1: And there are some people. This is the beauty. and like, I've experienced in my own life is just there. There's so much like juice in this like simple truth of just like embracing your process as a man is the key because that's the masculine feminine balance, right? Because we're this 24 hour clock that keeps going around day by day, and so. That's what brings the insecurity but but the insecurity is what has that's what has made men protectors and providers over time over time because we have to be insecure about is there safety is there provision is there enough of this so that insecurity drives us out to be this more masculine frame because i have to go find security you know i have to go develop into something secure and stable not only for myself and that starts you know material things but Food, shelter, but it expands out, like you said, to creativity, to dreams, like to impact, to connections, to love, to family. And if you can allow that process, you know, that feminine process that takes time, if you can get in tune with that process of like, hey, this is going to take time. And I don't I don't want to judge myself based on my process of where I'm growing into. I have to be okay with where I am and also. Like, the, that's why the discipline is the reward, because the process is going to be the process. But you can beat yourself up in the process so much that you don't get to the reward. But the discipline part of that is like, every single day, I did something that moved me forward. That is the reward. Like it's not the end. It's in the middle of that feminine process. You were establishing masculine presence each step of the way saying, I'm disciplined, I'm focused, I'm sacrificing, I'm moving forward, I'm making adjustments. If someone sees me getting better, that's good for them. Maybe it inspires them. Maybe they wanna help me or maybe I wanna help them. Like That creates new life. And so let's never be ashamed of where you are because it can change. Any, any one situation can change within a year, within five years for sure, within 10 years without a question of a doubt. So it's just a matter of, hey. Love the process you're in. Find out what that process is, right? Because we want the goal, but we have to figure out what do you have to do day by day to make that happen? And just like a time management productivity thing, because you know productivity is part of manhood as well. So that early rising thing, that rising into your masculine energy, rising into that testosterone, it gives you more time. There's more time in the beginning of the day than at the end because the brain hasn't made as many decisions. There's more clarity, more focus. There's not as many people moving around, things happening. So it's just a quick tip. If like, if a, if you wake up at 6 a.m., try 5 a.m., try 4 a.m. If you wake up at 8 a.m., try 6, get a couple extra hours and do something that's very, very important to you. Like okay, so it's something done very, very important.
0: Using discipline and structure, which can feel limiting, but you use it to enhance your creativity and your progression.
1: And it's going to feel good. Cause you go like, I earned this. I got up today and I, I knocked that thing out. Now the rest of your day, that's you, your testosterone is going down, but you're actually feeling good. Cause I got that thing done. Yeah, I finished that thing I was supposed to do. And if you're an author, start writing your book in the morning. If you're a, a videographer, start editing your videos or a content creator, get up in the morning, edit that video. You don't want to edit and get that done first thing in the morning. Now the rest of your day is like, oh, well I already won today. It's like get a win under your belt as fast as you can, and then you're going to feel like a winner. Right. Do that, that enough Positive time momentum. That
0: yeah, and and enjoy your own fruits of that, that self-satisfaction and fulfillment at the result of your creation and your action. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy
1: at that point. It's like every day I'm a winner. Every day I'm a winner. No matter where I am in my process, I won today so if you see me today I'm not ashamed that I'm still cooking but I got them I got the ingredients together today I yeah. put them on the table I got them mixed up and I'm, tomorrow I am going to put them in the oven but just every day get a win you know get it get a quick win it's it's like cheating it's, it's 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 an easy like brain chemistry thing it just sets you up for success because you're training yourself to see yourself as this person who's winning you're in the process of becoming you want to become it yeah, I know.
0: I've often had the experience of the, the goal or the person I want to be is so far away. And I'm only looking at that end result. And I'm like, well, I can never get there. But if I focus mm-hmm. on well, what can what can I do today? You know, get it an hour early. What what positive thing can I do today to get me closer? And yeah. when we focus on that, just those small incremental steps towards our own success. We we feel that
1: level of success. We feel it. And it and it compounds. It's Sometimes the thing we think is so far away is only a matter of consecutive work right? Like it may seem like it's a hundred days away and it could be a hundred days away for the average person. But if you do for 30 days in a row, you may get there
0: faster. Yeah. And it's forever away. If you take no action about it. <laughs> it's always away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's closer each day or it's infinite forever, depending on what you do.
1: Which one do you want to pick?
0: Yeah. Awesome. So M- Malik, I-, I love this conversation. We'll- we're definitely going to have to talk again more, Um, but what what's the best way for people to learn more about you and connect with you?
1: um I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook at Jay Malik Taught Me. Um, I'm posting on there all the time, posting stories, um, live streams. So you can find me on there. Um I try to be interactive as I can with people um just just share what I've experienced and mostly what I what I see, you know, I try to give a kind of a um reflection of what's happening in the world and how that applies to the everyday life and try to bring it back to the spiritual principle of Hey, there are things going on in life. This is why this is going on. And if you separate yourself from this and understand, and learn from it, learn from what's happening out here, learn from, and everything is here to uh, a learning experience, it's a learning tool. So even the bad thing we talk about, are just, Oh, like and women are doing this. Like we're, we're it's part of our evolution. There are going to be problems we have to solve. And it's like, okay, this is going on because of this. And what can I learn from this personally? So I can apply this to my own personal life. So yeah, catch me on Instagram, mostly YouTube, um, at J Malik taught me and you know, We'll, awesome. we'll catch
0: up cool well uh thanks for talking to us today malik and thanks for everyone for joining us listening in please visit realmenfield.org see the blog post for this episode we'll have all the various links and resources that we discussed uh wherever you're discovering real men feel please subscribe follow like share comment you know share this episode with someone that uh you know would get some value from it you can always reach out to me at realmenfield at gmail.com always glad to hear from you and until next time be good to yourself